Welcome to In Off the Bench. I'm David Lovejoy. And I'm Caleb Cohens. Each week we take a look at all things football, starting with high school, then on to college, and of course the NFL. Uh, As we get ready to wind down the season and head toward the playoffs in high school, it's getting pretty exciting. Also, some big upsets this weekend in college football. And after the Cowboys come off their uh, bye week, we reach the midway point in the NFL. How's your week been, Caleb? Man, it's been pretty good. It's, uh, It's going better than, you know, things went for... Say the Sooners and the Longhorns this week. Oh boy! Well, I'm glad I'm not in that practice on Monday. You know them boys was running, Whew. man. And and you know even though Oklahoma lost, the thing that probably hurt them more was Texas losing. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that was their one uh, opponent that was going to mm. really show up on their resume. Uh, right now, it looks like the Big Twelve is on the outside looking in when yeah. it comes to those final four playoff spots. Mm-hmm. Looks like they don't have any sort of strength of schedule there. I know Baylor's undefeated, and that's awesome, but uh, if even if Baylor wins out the rest of the way and OU does manage to beat them, then it's okay. you got two teams in the conference that are tough. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Big 12 is in a dire situation with the playoffs right now. You know, it's odd. We're looking at uh, pretty much the same crews in the playoffs this year. It's going to be the SEC, the South. It's either mm-hmm. going to be Alabama, LSU, Auburn still has an outside chance. So does Georgia. Uh, and then you've got Clemson in the ACC, even though they went from number one to like number four in the college rankings, and they haven't lost. It's just because they have a poor conference yeah, yeah. in the ACC. Uh, and then Ohio State continues to roll. They really put a whooping on uh, Wisconsin last week. And what you see in college football is there's five or six, maybe seven elite programs. Mm -hmm. And even in the SEC, everybody else is just pretending. Yep. So it's going to be an interesting last month. But, man, we're getting closer and closer to those high school playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, A quick recap of some games from last week. Man, McLean cleaned White Deer's clock, 66-22. to yeah. uh, Memphis continues their woes. They were beat by Wheeler, 50-0. to zero. Palo Duro couldn't find an answer against Lubbock Monterey. Mm, yeah. They lost 56-14. to 14. River Road showboated. They beat up those mules from Muleshoe, 50-28. to 28. Uh, Other big games, uh, Tascosa continues to struggle with that big conference down there in the Permian yeah. Basin. Midland Lee just put a whooping on them, 55-36. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarendon beat down Booker. Uh, Bovina took out Seagraves. West Texas took it out on Boys Ranch, 45-0. to Bushland won a squeaker, 28-24 to versus Shallow Water. That's a tough team down that there is. in Shallow Water, Shallow too. Water always plays great football, don't they? That was probably, uh, probably I guess, for the division for Bushland yeah, there. Yeah. I think they're in the lead of that now, and Shallow Water is probably the team they have to beat to get there. To I'd get say. to the next level, yeah. Uh, well, Canadian, uh, they made no problem at all. Freona oh. had been playing decent football, but when you take on Canadian, that's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Uh, your decent football turns into not very adequate quick. <laughs> against the Wildcats. They shut them out, 57-0. to Kind of like how we always hear Mel Phillips say on this station on Saturday mornings, whenever you join the fishing tournaments, suddenly that 10-inch fish you caught is really uh, more of a nine-and-a-quarter-inch fish. <laughs> suddenly that 
that 50 points that you scored last week is really only 20 points. Yeah, yeah. when you go up against uh, a team like Canadian, yeah, it, it kind of puts a flashlight, a spotlight on you, and uh, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Yeah, Canadian continues to roll. The big game of the week was a good football game. Uh, the winner was somebody who I didn't pick, but Canyon and Dumas was the big showdown. And this is the same thing that happened last year, yeah. isn't it? We thought Canyon's doing great. They're going to handle Dumas, mm-hmm. and Dumas says, nope, we're still in control of this division. We're still the dogs to beat here. And they proved it. They beat him by just seven points uh, in Kimbrough. That's the impressive mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, They were on the road and took out Canyon, who I thought was probably the top team in this area. Uh, Childress took out Demet. Dalhart beat down Leveland 38-7. to Vega lost to Groover 22 to 13. That's a tough game too. Yeah, I tell you who surprised me, Pampa. Herford came mm-hmm. into the Harvester's home and Pampa showed some spirit. They beat down Herford 52-25 and at the beginning of the season, Herford played some teams up a district and played yeah. quite well. So that that really kind of surprised me. And Pampa really hadn't done that great no. all season long. No. Yeah, I thought that was definitely going to go the other way. Well, uh, Randall, the other uh, Canyon Independent School District team, is on sort of a roll right now. It's two in a row. They took out Wiley 20-7. to Wellington beat down Shamrock 48-0. to Spearman put it to Tulia. 41-14. Uh, Caprock, not having the season they had last year. They got beat by Amarillo High. That game had to be moved from mm. Thursday night due to the weather to 3 p.m. on Friday. Uh, Amarillo High was ready. They yeah. took class out and beat them 45-13. Didn't work any better for not Caprock on a Friday than it would have on a Thursday, yeah, I think. E- either day, they were taking a butt whooping. So. Yeah, and Amarillo uh, High, I guess, in the lead in their division now, too, aren't they? They're starting to get a run on. And, and they uh, didn't start out very no, good. No, they didn't. We, they we were didn't. concerned there at the beginning. They lost two games right away to Friendship. Uh, and then the next week, I believe they lost to a, a, a Wichita Falls school. Yeah, and I think it so. started out. And I thought, oh boy, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one district that has uh, four teams, all four teams will go to the playoffs. Right now, Dumas is in first place, Pampa's in second, Canyons in third, and Herford's in fir- in last place. But that that's just one district game. They yeah, just played one district game. And it's just bragging rights. Yeah, in that right now, you know, yeah. because like we saw last year in the playoffs, I think Dumas was first. Yeah. Um, whenever they started playoffs in that division, Dumas won. I think Canyon was second. Mm-hmm. Um, and Herford was third. Right well, Herford there. wound up going further than the rest of them yeah. in the playoffs anyways. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. We were all really impressed with how Herford did, but yeah, it's it's just bragging rights yeah, is it's, all it is it at is, this it point. Is. It all gets through the uh, tournament. Now in District 2-4A, Division 2, uh, Lubbock Estacado is up over Dalhart, uh, Leveland followed by Borger, who hasn't won a district game, and surprisingly, Perryton hasn't won a district game. They're mm. 0-2 uh, coming into this next week, so that surprised me. That, I, I you know, that district... I thought had a few more stronger teams that would show. Uh, we still have a, a, a ton more football to go before playoffs to see how it shakes out. But I, I didn't see that division, that that group shaking out like that. Yeah, you kind of expect Perryton to play a little bit better football exactly. because of what they've done. I don't know that they've ever been a power right. recently, but right. yeah, they've done well. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, and to be struggling like they are this year, yeah, surprising. 
surprising. Now, in District 2-5A, Division One, Abilene Cooper's on top at 5-0, uh, followed by uh, Amarillo High at 4-0 in the district, then Lubbock Coronado and Cap Rock at 2-2, two two. Lubbock Monterey's 1-3, Powell Dewar's 1-4, and, and Lubbock High hasn't won a district game as of yet. Oh, so, nuts. Break my heart. You know, and, and in Lubbock, when I when I played ball back in the olden days and the before, long ago, and Lubbock High was always the whipping boy of that district, and yeah. uh, they continue to fill that role quite well. As uh, you know, they just it's it's tough for Lubbock was, High. Was that back whenever you had uh, mammoths for uprights? Right, you kicked the, the football kick through the, the yeah, mammoth yeah, tusks, and we used to use actual skulls for yeah, our helmets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> uh, in District Three Five A Division Two, Lubbock Cooper's up three zero, followed by Wichita Falls, then Randall's two and one. So they still have a great shot at that playoff. How about that? They hadn't even won till what four weeks ago. Exactly. It, they or they won, I think, their first game, mm-hmm. and then didn't have one until a couple yep. of games ago, and now. Yeah, they're doing all right. They took it hard on the chin from Emerald High, from mm-hmm. Canyon. Yep. Uh, you just didn't have much confidence, especially building on what they came up with last year in Randall High School. So I was a little bit worried, but hey, they've stepped up. They've gone to that next level, and and looks like they're going to head into the playoffs if they stay where they're at. Sometimes all you need is one win. One win. It, you just, going. Sometimes you just lose so many times, time after time, and you, it just seems like nothing is working. You get one win, and it's amazing how often that'll kick off a whole streak for football teams. It works in football. It works in basketball. Yeah. It works in baseball You're a lot right. of times. It's mm-hmm. just one win. Sometimes you need to remind yourself, oh, yeah, we can win. We do yeah, know how we to can play do this it. Game. Yeah, And losing is something that once it gets into you and it becomes a – a constant man, it's hard to shake that monkey mm-hmm. off your back. So good to see Randall kind of turn around and stay in the playoff race. Another big division that's of interest: three three A Division two Canadian, far outrunning everybody three and zero. Spearman's two and one. Children's two and one. Friona one and two. Tulia one and two. And damn it, brings up the rear of that they haven't won a ball game as of yet so lots of more high school football coming up this week some of the big games that we're going to watch out for this week uh groom and follette face off coronado comes down to see the dons on thursday night stratford who always plays great football yeah. and booker took a beating last week so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of points stratford can put up on booker uh borger and dalhart square off which should be a pretty good game yeah. uh boys ranch and sanford fridge kickoff Canadian takes on that team we were just talking about, Demet. So, boy, it's going to be a long week for Demet. Yeah, it sounds like it. They're not doing so hot to start mm. out with, and the rich get richer, it seems like, doesn't it? You know, here's some more bad news for you. Yeah, you right. know, <laughs> you know, gee, thanks. Hereford, uh, Canyon looks to back, bounce back against the White Faces. They'll travel down to Hereford on Friday night and that's, them on. That's a tough rivalry game. game. They don't like each other either. If, if Canyon's not ready, if they're still thinking about last week's loss, it could come back to bite them in the butt here mm-hmm. against uh, Hereford this Friday night. Here's another big game. Pampa's been peaking a little bit. They've been playing great football. Dumas comes into the Harvester's home this Friday night. So that one's going to be one I keep my eye on. Right kind of like there. we said, you know, you 
you may score, what was it, 55, right. 52 points against Hereford. Mm-hmm. It might not come quite so easily against Dumas this I, week. I'm not going to be standing on any lines for that one, you know, mm-hmm. to say that, no, Dumas, so there, you know, uh, the other bad thing, maybe Dumas is on a high after Good they team. got their biggest rivalry yep. in Canyon. So that's going to be an interesting ball game. Uh, a great game, too. West Texas. The Comanches have been playing great football. Yeah. Uh, Panhandle, who's always a great football mm-hmm. powerhouse, they come in to face West Texas High this Friday night. So that's one game yeah. I'm really going to check out. The Sandys take on Lubbock Westerners, Lubbock High, so that's that's long. Caprock, another long day. They take on Lubbock Monterey. Uh, Tascosa, they take on another Permian Basin school. They travel to Odessa this time. Uh, Randall is the Battle of the Raiders. Randall versus uh, Wichita Falls Ryder. And then Bushland. After River Road had a great game last week, uh, Bushland's starting to peak a little bit. They face off on Friday night. So that's some great high school action. Bushland's been playing tough, too. River Road kind of had a tough season Mm -hmm. and then turned it around last week. So we'll see how how well they can stay on point against Bushland. It's always great to see, especially when you have young kids. And River Road has a lot of youngsters on their squad and seeing those players develop. So great high school action, man. And you can check out all those scores on our website, 806 Scores. Uh, and if you hear this on KGNC AM on Sunday morning, uh, of course, you can find out all the finals and the results. See some stats at 806 Scores, a great place to keep up with high school football. Hey, and now we're going to do something new here. Uh, we talked about bad news a while ago, but you should always kind of uh, put a little sugar on that medicine before you take it down. <laughs> so we're going to give you a little bad news and some good news. Caleb, going to tell us about it. Yeah, so we're, something new that we're trying, and uh, I've got some good news, bad news uh, for, for Tascosa starting mm. out. Bad news, Tascosa. They kind of struggled down there in Midland, Odessa lately. You're one and two. You're fourth in your district. But like we said, four teams going to go to the playoffs. There's two teams behind you that are 0 and 3 in their district. Plus, you're playing one of them this yeah, week. So, yeah. great opportunity to go mm-hmm. 2 and 2. Uh, things could get better in that district for Tascosa. Bad news for Caprock, sort of the same thing. You're fourth in your district. Caprock sitting at two and two. They've had an up and down season, mm-hmm. but similar to Tascosa, this week they're playing a team that's one and three in their district. So this is a good chance for Caprock to sort of take a step up, uh, maybe get a little bit of a breather. You don't mm-hmm. want to look down on any week, but, no, no, but no. Uh, maybe a good chance to get a little momentum going. There you go. And I'm going to throw Canyon and Hereford Whoa. in the same boat this week because both of them lost last yeah. week. Yes. So there's the bad news. But the good news, there's only four teams in your district, you like go. we mentioned so earlier. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that's just the way it is with UIL and, and yeah. them getting a cut of – all the playoff games, and, and, you know, that's, unfortunately, that's the way it is that's right now. Rolls, so yep. everybody's going, and uh, even if you, I mean, you, we talked about this last year, you could play the second string the whole rest of the season. And get ready for the playoffs. You could sit your starter out, and if you think he's going to be ready for, for the playoffs, you, you'd throw him in then, and you're still going to the playoffs. You made a fine example of that earlier when you looked at the district that had Randall and Hereford and uh, no, it was Canyon, Hereford yep. and Dumas, those guys. Uh, Dumas and Canyon were the cream of the crop of that district mm-hmm. all year long. Hereford just kind of 
bided time yep. and stayed competitive and got to the playoffs, and they went further yeah. than the two best teams in that district. And, so. and I think, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be upset with a coach taking that approach. If, yeah. if you tell your players, look, we're going to try some stuff this week. I know it's a rivalry game, mm-hmm. Canyon and Hereford. I know you guys want to win, but we're going to try some stuff. For the next couple of weeks, we're just going to throw all the darts out there at the board and see what <laughs> sticks. And we're going to be better prepared we're when we come be to the playoffs. It yeah. might have been, for all we know, what uh, what they did at Hereford last year, uh, because whatever, they they seemed like they were up and down, and then playoffs kicked on and bam. Boy, they start kicking in it. teeth. Yeah. They start so, kicking in the teeth, man. Good news for both those teams <laughs> – do whatever you want the next couple weeks. Basically, you're going to the playoffs anyway. You, you get, get the a golden car. ticket. Yeah. You get a car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, UIL. Yeah, there you go. A little sweet with the sour, the good news and the bad news on in off the bench. Another quick uh, high school note I want to drop in. Stratford, in that district they're in, uh, they're heading for a big, big showdown with Groover. Both teams are 2-0. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a battle, man. Groover's been playing great football. They took out Vega last week, uh, 22-13. And so, Stratford coming in. They play Booker this week. Uh, and Clarendon uh, travels down to Groover. So, if they everything stays the same, oh, man, it's going to be a fight coming up when those two guys square off. That'll mm-hmm. be some good high school football action there. Turning our uh, attention to the NCAA, boy, what a weird week. What? What? What a weird week. And and I'm going to get on just a short rant here. I noticed this last year, and I noticed it again this week. Number one, what's the deal with giving defensive linemen single-digit jersey numbers? why, why, Why would you do that? If you're playing defensive tackle, I don't want you wearing number six. That's just confusing. Yeah, I just don't get it. But here's another thing that they've started doing in college, and I noticed Michigan doing it last year, and now Ohio State is doing this. They have a young man playing defense for them uh, that is just a heck of a player, man. This kid is all over the field. Chase Young is the young man from Ohio State. Going to be a first-round pick. Guess what his number is? Number two. Number two. Defensive tackle. For a defensive tackle. For a defensive tackle. Then you go over and guess who the leading rusher is for Ohio State? Is it number two? J.K. Dobbins, number two, 20 carries oh. for 160. Why? Well, that's not confusing at you all. You have is enough it? numbers? Why are, we, why are we giving? You have a roster of 70 players and you have 99 numbers to pick from. And you pick number two. This stop giving defensive linemen. Uh, running back numbers, okay? I don't see you doing that with offensive linemen. Yeah. You don't see number 33 no. playing tackle, mm-hmm. do you? No. It reminds me of what Tennessee used to do, especially with Heath Schuler. They'd give a, a quarterback a running back number, like a 22 or a 23 yeah. back in the day. Why? I don't know. No. But, yeah, let's stop that college Well, football. it's confusing. And then I've seen it come to a head a couple of times where you actually did have a guy – that was playing on defense that you wanted to come in and play on offense, uh, you know, somebody goes down that. or something like mm-hmm. that happens, and we got to stop the game because this guy's got to change his jersey. Got to change jersey. Because he's the same number as the running back. Wouldn't it be easier just to have a whole – got plenty. I mean, yeah. Give him a number, dude. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I know, I know 
uh, you want your own number yeah, and you've had dear. this number that you like. You know, it's a team sport. Uh, yeah. That's part yeah. of it. It's a team sport. I didn't get the number I wanted in exactly. high school. I just you know what? the one I had. I, you go out there and you play. Yep. And people it. will know you for that number if you do a good enough job. And you know what? While you're on a rant, I want to get on a rant. Get on it. Get All on right. it. Let me get I'm the gonna, soapbox. Yeah, Let me move it over so- here for you, Tex. I'll take that soapbox. <laughs> you know, and it's something that you and Tom were talking about in the Tom Talks Baseball podcast mm-hmm. a little bit that's a problem in baseball, and it's a problem in football, too. And I noticed it, uh, and I've complained about this in years for football, Right. but it really dawned on me watching the World Series. And Big Poppy's on there, right? And who was a great baseball player, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm going to call him a subpar commentator because he said what every commentator, it seems like nowadays, in every sport says. Well, you know, these guys know what this moment means. Of course they know what this moment means, Big Poppy. Oh, that drives me crazy. Why are commentators so, so bad? And maybe we notice it because we're in the business, business. and maybe it sticks out more to us, but commentators that will just say the most obvious things like, oh, well, you know, these these guys are professional players. They know what it means to be in these moments. Yes, it's a World Series. It's a World Series. It's the biggest game of their life. You know, it's a rivalry game or whatever Mm. it is. You know, it can be any sport, any level. It seems like we have the same problems and these same uh, terrible commenters get through and say the most obvious crap, or they'll or they'll start doing the they'll the, they'll start trying to tell you what the penalty is. Yeah, yeah. And then it's something completely it. different. Yeah, trying to explain. It, you know, how about how about we just wait for the ref to tell us what the penalty is? And what that guy gets paid for? Yeah, is well, that his job? Maybe, maybe we should do that, or uh, or we'll bring in the rules analyst. Oh, let's let's have so and so the rules analyst, and he's going to tell us that this play should be called a fumble. <sighs> well, how about we just. Let it be called whatever it's going to be called, and that's just the way it is, and go on with the game. Why do we need to hire a rules analyst, ESPN, Fox, NBC, whoever it is, why do we need to hire a rules analyst to tell us what this should be called? We're going to find out in five seconds what it's going to be called anyways. Yeah. Yeah. How about we quit paying these terrible, just lousy commentators? with you. And give us somebody that's going to add something to the game because it seems like more games than not now. I turn my volume down because right. I don't want to hear idiots telling me stuff that I already know or stuff that I don't need to know yeah. about the game. It's too much. It, it's too oh. much. Uh, uh, you, the booth is full. Yeah. You got eight people up in the booth. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know you want to give former athletes a job, but... You maybe don't know that well, much about the game, and uh, that's exactly it. You, they uh, they maybe don't know that much there is to know about doing this job. Just because they are a great athlete doesn't mean they're a great commentator, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. And I'm telling you, every year for the national championship now for the past two or three years in college football, yeah. they started doing they play it on different channels. 
And different channels are a different thing. Right. So they'll have my favorite thing to watch national championship game for the past couple years has been the coaches room. Right. Because I'll actually learn something about the game. They'll tell you, oh yeah, yeah did you see that player went and he ran, a, he went and pulled on this play. Yeah. And that's they give you the the behind the scenes stuff. How about we get a guy like that on? Yes. That's a gonna, coach. Yeah, a coach X that's going to provide some sort of insight to how the game is played. I don't need the same guy telling me, well, these guys know what what kind of pressure is on in this moment. The Obviously. The cliches. I, I know everybody loves Tony Romo on, on CBS Sports mm-hmm. calling games. Not a big fan because the first couple of seasons, he guessed at a couple of plays correctly, and now it's sort of become his shtick yeah. that he's going to try to guess. And now mm-hmm. you're, just, you're just making stuff up, dude. You don't know what's yep. about to happen. Uh, the booth is way too overcrowded. Yes. We have the main announcers like Joe Buck who want to over – uh, overanalyze everything, yeah. every pitch, every, and it's like, just tell me what's happening. Yeah, just tell me what's happening. I just happening. need to know what's happening. And, I want you know, your opinion. Same thing happens in uh, in NASCAR. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm a I'm a big fan of NASCAR, but good grief, NBC! And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I love all of these guys that you're having comment right. on the race. But I don't need four of them trying to talk at once. One what time. happened to to the old days whenever it was CBS and we had Ken Squire, yep. and he's calling the play-by-play. He tells you what's happening, and occasionally we'll have somebody, a former yeah. driver that's mm-hmm. good on the mic, yeah. come in and say, oh, yeah, this is why he did that, or here's something he might try. Maybe he'll he'll try this a little bit differently in this turn. Or, you know, yeah. maybe— Yeah, or something maybe, about the setup of the car. Yeah. Maybe the quarterback, like yeah. uh, if you do it in a football game, hey, maybe maybe the quarterback will will try uh, yeah. calling this audible because he saw that coverage, right? Uh, you know, right. or or uh, may, hey, they ran this play last time, so here's the counter to that that ex- you can expect to see them run this time. Why don't we have that anymore? That's it. Why not? Another phrase you talk about cliched for. Uh, Phrases like "we know what this game means." Yeah. Well, he should have made that play. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up, dude. This come on, man. And 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 I recognize maybe you played the game before. Yeah, but man, give me a break. You're not out there now. And the the idea that you have to talk every second, every second. through the entire game. Don't have to. Don't have to. Yeah. How about you just talk whenever it adds some sort of value to the that's game? That's it. That, that's what kills me about Tony Romo. He's always talking over Nance oh, and cutting yeah. Nance off, and Nance can't get to play by play because Tony's on this fascination about da 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 Shut up and just play the game. Yep. Let it go. Well, get off that soapbox now. All right. Kate. I'll that's step all right. off we'll the soapbox We'll give it a break now. for this week. Now let's get on to some <laughs> college football. SMU. Continue their winning ways. They they squeezed out a victory against Houston. Ohio State proved my point once again that it's Ohio State, the rest of the Big Ten, because they smoked Wisconsin 38 7. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Now, Minnesota's at number 13. Uh, This score is not Mm. real. This game wasn't that close. I'm sorry. This game just wasn't that close. Kansas State took out Oklahoma. 48 to 41. Tex, what do you think the problem was with the Sooners in this ball game? You know, I pulled up the box score in this game, and there's a couple things that I noticed is that, uh, well, really just one thing that I noticed is your Heisman candidate gave up an interception yeah. and another fumble, yeah. which, 
you know, you can get away with Some, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. if maybe you yeah. threw three or four touchdowns. Right. Maybe right. ran it in for another touchdown. Uh, but the problem is he only threw for one touchdown. Right. Yeah, he ran in three, and that's great. But whenever you give it up two times, that it, it's just hard to score. And you look at purpose. you look at the third quarter; they were shut out in the third shut quarter. Out. When you let K State score shut seventeen points in the third quarter, you get on a run like yeah. that, and it seems like oh, you just can't hang on to the football no. anymore. No. That's you know, I can't obviously I can't place all the blame on Jalen right. Hurts' shoulders because you let K State score forty eight points, uh, you know. But if you if you take away those two turnovers, mm-hmm. that's fourteen points right there, right, right there. there. That's yeah. that's more yeah. than enough to win the game. And this yeah. is something that I've noticed with Jalen Hurts from the Alabama days. He just can't seem to figure out which a lot of scrambling quarterbacks can't seem to figure out how to tuck the football. When to go down. When to give up yep. the play. You gotta you gotta be Yeah. You gotta transition. As soon as you step past that line of scrimmage, you're no longer a quarterback. You are a protect running back. It. You got to protect that football. You're right. You're and he right. he hangs it out there. One and, arms it. And, yep. yep. And and just just it all it takes is one guy running up one from behind good pop. you. There it's goes the football, over. and that's it's all over. That's it. And he's had a lot of fumbles that are just like that. I, I'm okay with one interception in the right. game. You know, that's that it, happens. That happens. He scored four. Okay, f- scored four touchdowns. But God, whenever you, you pair that it. with a fumble, and it's so preventable. Exactly. It, it, you know Tuck how to ball. stop this from happening. Tuck the ball. Slide mm-hmm. if you're if you've got three guys coming in and you know they're going for the football. Hey. You've got the first down. Maybe you just slide. Yeah, give it up. Just yep. give up. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, uh, the big controversy was uh, Oklahoma tried to onside kick after they pulled it within uh, seven points of that game, and they ruled that Oklahoma touched the ball illegally before the 10 yards. Mm-hmm. In replay, it showed that he was pushed or blocked into the punt. Or uh, to the yeah, kick. okay. So Oklahoma should have had the ball. But Oklahoma, you can't whine because you shouldn't have been behind. Well, yeah, because you like had plenty of opportunities. 14 points right there. You right take there, away those turnovers, turnovers, 14 points. Silly turnovers. Yep, you yep. shouldn't need an onside kick. Now, some say this team is number one in the land, but they continued their winning ways. LSU beat Auburn 23-20. to Close game. Close game. Penn State beat Michigan State 28-7. to Alabama kept rolling. They beat Arkansas 48-7. to Clemson, another big victory, 59-7 to against Boston College. Michigan, Harbaugh finally got a signature win. <laughs> he has finally beat a top-20 team. He beat Notre Dame 45-14. And honestly, you really just showed what a fraud both of them are. Well, you know, I don't remember, now that we're talking about it, I don't remember the last top 25 rival that Harbaugh beat. I can't remember one. Yeah. I can't remember one. And so. you know, I heard, I heard uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier a little bit. I saw something on ESPN, one of their commentators, is saying Notre Dame needs to pay off Brian Kelly, give him the boot, and hire Urban Meyer. And I'm sitting there going, I don't care who you hire yeah. until you join a conference. Until you join a conference, doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. It and, doesn't and matter. And these athletes going to Notre Dame, they know that too. Yeah. They, they want to go that. to the – they want to play for conference championships, yeah. and they want to go where they've yeah. got the best chance of at, a, at a national title. Mm-hmm. You want to get that hardware, and it's hard to do when you don't belong you don't to a conference. conference. No one can take you seriously mm-hmm. when in the middle of your season you're playing Bowling Green. Yeah. 
I, I'm not taking you seriously no. anymore, man. So, and then of course you got your traditional rivalries. You'll play Boston College, another big Catholic school. Yep, and they they're terrible. So mm-hmm. you don't, you're not helping yourself being an no. independent. Thirty years ago, maybe today, no. Yeah. Uh, big games this week. Baylor tries to continue their winning ways. They take on West Virginia, uh, Michigan, and Maryland. Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. Uh, Texas. Texas gave up the ghost last week uh, to TCU. Uh, just blew me away. Kansas took out Texas Tech. This is a lost year for Tech. You're just yeah. going to have to quit thinking about it, okay? Yeah. You're not going to be any good. They took out Kansas, but now we're having the rivalry of the Sunflower State. Kansas State versus Kansas. Georgia and Florida face off. Uh, Mississippi and Auburn. SMU faces Memphis. Uh, US, be a tough yeah, one. that's going to be a good game. It's, it gets tougher each week for mm-hmm. SMU. Uh, are some of the big games we're looking at? And uh, Al- Alabama and LSU are off for this week. Uh, but one good thing, uh, we're recording the show on Tuesday. Next Tuesday night stars the mid uh, mid majors campaign where they show these games on ESPN. Uh, it's all the Clevelands and Michigans, yeah, and uh-huh. so you got Kent State versus Toledo, Ball <laughs> State versus Western Michigan, and then on Wednesday you got Miami of Ohio and Ohio. So you got terrible football all week long now, and it's baseball out. We forget about the MAC all oh, season God. long until we uh, until, until we get time. to the point where until they're playing a game oh. every single week night and it's cold up there why are you playing games at night anyways in november and see i was never a big fan of the colleges moving games to friday night yeah because i i I was i think they take a little steam away from local high school i think you're right uh so get out of that just play on so you got plenty of slots on saturday Saturday. you're not that important that you need to be on tv okay Mm -hmm. so give it up and let those kids play Funny week in the NFL. It's always kind of odd when your team doesn't play. The Cowboys were on a bye week. Redskins and Vikings. Redskins continue their fall, but Kirk Cousins still sucks. The Vikings <laughs> only scored 19, 19-9. Seattle, everybody screams about how good they are, but they barely got past Atlanta, 27-20. to Chicago, what killed them last year? Field goal kicker. What killed them Sunday against the Chargers? Field goal kicker. I'm noticing so, a trend. You notice a little trend there. Chicago, and give up on Trubisky. Go get another quarterback. And You know, I was talking to uh, our resident Bears fan. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. Uh, Tom was saying, you know, he he doesn't blame uh, – he, he thinks it's time to get rid of the head coach. He doesn't blame Trubisky so much. Uh, yeah, I, I don't follow the Bears but, as close as Tom does, but they brought in this coach and with the idea of grooming this young quarterback. Yeah, the GM fell in love with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he played one year in North Carolina, had a somewhat decent season, and he fell in love with this player. Sometimes you got to know when to fold them. Same way, like mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Titans with Mariota, yeah. uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston. Sooner or later, it's over, dude. Jameis Winston came out again in a winnable game and threw like four interceptions against the Tennessee Titans uh, and lost. And uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, who used to play with Miami, yep. mm-hmm. old Texas A&M product, has taken uh, the, the the quarterback spot from Oregon there in Tennessee. So oh, I didn't hear Mariota, that. Yeah, he, okay. last week he was a starter. So wow. there you go. You know, do you think it's just getting harder now? With the it way is. college football is run to find a good quarterback. It is. It is. And that that's the key that you need. 
and and key, guys aren't getting as many reps. You yep. have these mm-hmm. multi-purpose offenses where yeah. you really have a running back half the time playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what's run, happening in uh, Cleveland right now and Baker Mayfield yep. is that his game is just not – it's not carrying over to the NFL. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Uh-huh. Same thing uh, happened with not, him. Yeah, it's not transitioning. It kind of makes me wonder how many quarterbacks maybe we missed out on. Yes. Because they never because they weren't develop. good in college because they, you know, they're living in this this spread offense yeah. era. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just it hasn't translated to the NFL for for whatever reason, yeah. we can you know we can go back and forth and and mm-hmm. try to figure that out. But how many quarterbacks might we have missed out on just because they never really got developed because they weren't great develop. in college because yeah. they it, it's not the it's hard to be a pocket passer in it college is. It nowadays nowadays because everybody's changing their offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alabama is about the only one who still sticks to a traditional style offense. Yep, you talk about uh, players. Uh, not finding their way and being kind of lost in the shuffle of that. Uh, my what comes to my mind is Vince Young. Number one, he had a terrible coach in Fisher at Tennessee. Yeah, never got a fair opportunity. No, when he did get a fair opportunity, he still got benched because Fisher didn't like him, didn't want him. So he, you know, the kid never got a chance. Yeah, within that was, two years, he's out of the NFL. And that was the the only reason Tennessee even had him was despite Houston. Exactly, that's the whole reason That's he went into the won. draft was yeah. he said, "I'm going back home. I'm going to get to play with Houston." Yep, and yeah, he all would have been sudden, that first round over Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. You sorry, young man. You're stuck with a team that doesn't want you. Uh, they're never going to play you. Yeah. They just took you to spite another uh, team. That that makes great sense. And, and that's that's you know that's poor, something that's poor. That's tough about the mm-hmm. the NFL draft. That's the way it is. You yeah. can spite another team just for the sake of doing it. And you have to get signed into that rookie contract. You mm-hmm. have no choice. You have no movement. Yeah. And especially at the position of quarterback, if you're not getting in the game, you're not going to get that next contract. Right. Yeah. You're and not going to. What get are you going to do? Go to the CFL? Yeah. I mean, I would. I that's, mean, that's I would about say your only choice. Up, you and, and if say uh, say Tua. Yeah. Goes this year and says, uh, "I'm I am not going to the draft, but instead I'm going to the CFL." I wouldn't blame him. The XFL I wouldn't blame is now him an option too. That's right, it yeah. is. I, and I think I, I know everybody's screaming, and everybody said he was the first round draft pick last year. I don't think he's that good. No, I don't, I don't think, think he's going to he be a game changer in the next level. And so. I I couldn't tell you, you know, I think Minshew. With uh, with Jacksonville this year, he was probably the best quarterback in the draft last year. Yeah. And nobody knows him. And, and uh, yeah, nobody really knows nobody him. He really came was. from Washington State. Yeah. And how many offenses are there like that anymore? Not, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And let's, let's be honest. And Mike Leach over there in Washington State is a little overrated because, yeah, you score points, but you give up a lot too. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just, I don't, yeah, I think I don't know of any great pocket passing quarterback know. Not out in the NFL there right, right now. now. No. I don't know. Maybe that kid Burrow at LSU might be one. Maybe. He's a transfer from Ohio State. 
Yeah. So and uh, you know, I I really like, of course, uh, Texas backup quarterback yeah. Bouchelle. Bouchelle. I always yeah. felt like he was a better pocket passer, mm-hmm. and he never really got mm-hmm. the chance because Texas doesn't have the offense for right. It. Right. Well, now he's at SMU. He's finally throwing the ball behind a big offensive line and got great receivers. Maybe he could do something at the next level, but the guy's kind of small. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big key too. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't know many pocket passers coming up that's that are that. that are really. The that good it's and it's tough for the nfl teams yep. because you see it's feast or famine nowadays it is it is it's either sink or swim so mm-hmm. uh talking about a quarterback who's sinking andy dalton gets benched oh, this week man. yeah he got taken out by the rams 24 to 10 the Bengals did that's uh, rough. the Bills showed their frauds because the eagles ran over them 31 13 Drew Brees came back, beat down the Cardinals 31 to 9. Good game for him. Good San to see him Francisco come back. continues to say we're the best team in football because <laughs> we ain't played nobody. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. They beat Carolina 51 to 13. The Texans yeah. barely got by the Oakland Raiders. Barely. Yeah. I, I'm confused with that score. I don't I never know what to think with them. Same no. last year. When when they're great, they're great. And mm. when they're not, boy, they're horrible. They're, they're not. They're horrible. Yeah. Uh the Chiefs lost lost another one without Mahomes at quarterback. Uh they their defense is terrible. They mm. they were in that game, but you gotta stop somebody sooner or later. Yeah. You yeah. can't always outscore everybody. And they, it kind of seems like Aaron Rodgers. Just like he's almost just keeping it interesting for, it. for the sake he of keep, yeah it. he does it's it's like we're gonna raise their hopes real high this time guys and then we're yeah. just gonna come on the last drive and, ah, we're gonna dash all their hopes so, yeah uh, we'll, we'll see what happens maybe Mahomes comes back after this week Kansas City needs it or they'll start falling mm-hmm. back even in that division yeah. so let's see what goes on there coming up this week Texans take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles and the Bears, the Chiefs and the Vikings, uh, the Colts and the Steelers. Also, the Tennessee Titans take on Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay takes on uh, Seattle, two original uh, expansion teams from my generation. Oh, yeah. 670s there. Uh, Packers have an easy one against the Chargers. The Browns and the Broncos and I don't care bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, the Patriots and Ravens. Now I've heard a lot about the Ravens are supposed to be good and da, da, yeah. Da. Here's a test because I really don't think the Ravens and they're in a terrible no. division with Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. So and we see what the Patriots do every year. Do. They just they get the cupcake games. They get yeah, well, their division stinks. Yeah, and we think yeah maybe the Patriots don't have it this year. And then no, they've Boom. just been saving their energy. They dash your hopes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys play one of the only Monday night game they had this year. Used to the Cowboys played a lot of Monday night, yeah. But now the big draw for the Cowboys, and they love them on it, is Sunday night football. Yep. I think they have two more chances of Sunday night football besides two Thursday games in November coming up. But they go Monday night. They travel to New York and they take on the Giants. Let's see if they've got their act together, really. And can come back and play some football this week. That's so, another the Giants and the Jets. I think both those teams in New York is another example of feast or famine. Yeah, okay, you got the kid uh, over there with the yeah, Jets. Danny what's his Dimes. name? Or no, uh, oh, what's his name from oh, USC? USC. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Well, he threw what yeah. like four interceptions yeah. or three interceptions or something like that last week. No, it's he had nah. his career game against us. Yeah. He, he really made his bones against us, so that's not saying a one lot, week. I guess. Yeah, one, one week, kid, you were great for one week. One week. That's Good all job. you get is one week. And right now, the Jets are talking about 
Le'Veon Bell, their big free agent oh, yeah. pick from Pittsburgh, he's on the market. Okay. So, you know. Interesting to see the fire sales going exactly. on already. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Miami started like week two. They started yep. selling people mm-hmm. off. Washington's doing Washington's the same thing. Washington's doing it, yeah. Uh, the Giants have traded away yep. pieces. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has traded away pieces. And Drak got brought in pieces. So it's going to be a weird year. How about uh, how about Monday night? The Dolphins, boy, they started out looking real good, and then just slowly but surely, here just come died the Packers. On the vine. As bad as the Packers oh, are this Pittsburgh. year, Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Pittsburgh as bad as yeah. as bad as Pittsburgh is this you year. Let them back the in. Steelers. You let them back uh, in. Yeah, that's that's how you know Poor. you're you're really having a bad year. Yeah. Whenever you lose twenty seven to fourteen, they to were the up Steelers. fourteen nothing. They were dominating yep. Pittsburgh. And then that game was over. Didn't score a point the rest of the game. Oh, man. Oh. And they got that Fitz magic going on. Good luck. Yeah. Man. How's that working out uh-huh. for you, huh? Really not working out for you. Well, man, Caleb, it's been a great time. We got on our soapboxes. That's always fun. That's always fun. We talked a lot about high school football as they get ready to make that turn out of October into November, those teams try to get healthy and make a playoff push. Uh, the college uh, rankings are still up in the air. I think the first poll for the college BCS rankings will come out week after. So we'll see what happens in yeah. that big game that weekend. It's we going to be LSU-Alabama. We can get on another soapbox about that whenever that first comes out. Uh, it's all uh, 12 people decide the fate of college football and and four teams instead of what i don't get either is if you have a dog in the fight meaning there's some people who are conference presidents or athletic directors of schools Mm -hmm. who sit on this 12-man committee i don't know i yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to open up that can of worms because we'll we'll spend a solid 15 minutes just talking about that yeah that's the downfall of college football right there Mm -hmm. are some Unexperts are making calls they shouldn't. Yeah, so. and then we've seen college football completely regionalized exactly. because of it. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. It's the South and Midwest and Texas, Oklahoma. Yep. After that, nobody else cares. Yep. I mean, I wonder if they looked at the rankings of the ratings for the last two or three national champion years. They're in the toilet. It's not good. Because it's the same teams. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a variance of Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, yep. Penn State, Georgia. Not Penn State. Georgia. Yep, Georgia. You know, it's it's one of those rotations. Uh-huh. You know, and Notre Dame sneaks in there once in a while. It's just it's really gotten pretty mundane and boring. Yep, pretty so stale. They're going to have to fix that up to keep uh, the interest and to keep growing the sport. Yeah, I think you're right. Cowboys back in action this Monday night. We'll see if the Texans going to turn it back on against the Colts. Lots of great football. Don't forget, you can find all your high school scores at 806 Scores. We'll have all that high school action. And you can catch us on KGNC AM every Sunday morning. And where else, Big Tex? Well, we're right there at KGNCNewsNow.com, which, of course, David is a massive contributor for. You I see his name out. on a lot I of stories on that there. website. Yeah, yeah, I just hang out and sign my name on a lot of stories. Yeah, there you go. So you'll see, uh, you'll see a little podcast tab right up there at the top, and you'll see, uh, you'll see all our podcasts there. You can see, catch them all right there. Um, of course, we put these out on Thursdays usually, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll play play the entire version there yeah. at kgncnewsnow.com. We cut them down a little bit, yeah, uh, and we'll cut a good chunk out of this one for the Sunday morning show. So if you're listening on 
710 AM or 97.5 FM KGNC. Go check out the podcast section of KGNC News now, and you can see the entire podcast, and you'll get it a few days early. There you Uh, go. And uh, we we like putting those out on Thursdays because we – we're all excited for Friday night. Get ready for that football, man. Mm-hmm. Check out 806 Scores and also Friday Night Live with Mike Roden and Nick Long, the premier high school football show. That's every Friday night at 10 o'clock right here on KGNC. Uh, you'll hear every score. You'll hear people who are at those games across mm-hmm. the Texas Panhandle and the South Plains. So you get a lot of football information. Hey, Caleb, great to see you, buddy. Yeah, man, I'm glad that we got to escape back in here to our sanctuary for for one hour or so hour. a week. We get to enjoy this time. And now back to the coal mine. Oh. <laughs> I've been working on the railroad. There you go, man. I know it. Well, hey, go out, catch a football. Last week was the sixth grade uh, food bowl where kids from Kids Incorporated, sixth graders, get to play in the new Buffalo Stadium. It used to be in Kimbrough, their mm-hmm. last game. Because of weather, it was canceled. It'll be two weeks from this Saturday. So look for that. We'll have some more information on that. That'll and be go fun. Go out and see those little kids play their heart out in the big boy stadium. That'll be fun. Hey, we didn't even mention the buffs. We got to do that, too. Hey, boy, WT, they got the wagon wheel. Wagon wheel. That finally got it back in Canyon. Mm-hmm. How about that? Good job. Silently and just quietly as they move along. WT's had a pretty decent season. They're six and two now. I think they're a little ahead of where they're supposed to be. In I this think thing. you're right, and we were kind of saying that again last year. Yeah. And in the, you know, it's not uh, it's not going to be easy by no, any means going no, forward. No, I still haven't, as of today, when we're taping this, still haven't heard. If they're going to play Commerce this weekend right. or if they're considering maybe putting a with delay on that with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, with the, the shooting out there. there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully they do because that was the game they were talking about. That one's going to be on ESPN3. Yeah, yeah that's so going to be on 3. So hopefully we still get to uh, we still get to see that game. I see it. Um, that one's going to be in Canyon this right. weekend. So mm-hmm. something to look forward to there if it happens. Hopefully it does. That's probably their toughest game throughout the rest of the season because Midwestern and Kingsville – aren't looking that great right, so there's right. there's mm-hmm. a chance you could win this in this and season with eight or nine and wins be there yeah that'd yeah. be a good season the only thing i worry about is midwestern's always going to give wt a hell of a game that is a good rivalry yeah, and i will go one. on record saying yeah. midwestern plays dirty they always have and you can see it at the last game of the season. I guarantee you they'll be playing dirty again. They that's always all they do. Know. That's all they know. Yeah, down there in Wichita Falls. They, uh, they do not like WT1 Iota. Yeah, Wichita Falls. You should be a part of Oklahoma with that kind that's of right. crap. Get out of here. <laughs> well, go Buffs, go, man. Good luck to the Cowboys. Good luck to the Texans. Good luck to all of our area high schools. Have a great, safe week. And come join us again next week right here on In Off the Bench.